Hey there, and welcome to the Wholehearted Life podcast. Now, if you are anything like me, the young professional, I know that you are looking to live a more balanced and wholehearted life. Well, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do that. So let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Wholehearted Glow podcast. It is the middle of May coming to you from Miami, Florida in the quarantine. Hashtag never forget. I have not recorded. I know I go on these spurts where I am here and then I'm gone, but I have a really special conversation for you today with my bestest friend and also soul sister, Issa Lazarus, and we are going to have a talk about different energy systems within the body and how they're affecting us. We went for a run this morning and I really was pretty emotional during the run thinking about some things in my past and I wanted to share them with you. I had spoken about it a little bit on social media and I just want to go a little bit deeper because I feel that I cannot be the only person experiencing these things and I know when I hear that other people are struggling with things and working through whatever it is they need to work through, it really helps. So I'm here to create that space for you and we're going to do that together with this conversation. So let's get right into it. All right, so Issa's here. Say hello. <laughs> we are, like I said, a literal best friends, but I'm excited for this conversation. So kind of what happened was yesterday I was really in my feels about my past relationship. And like even just talking about it is really hard for me because... I feel like with the quarantine and having a lot of excess time, it's been two months, we've been, you know, not at work, not in our daily routine of what we consider to be normal. I never, I realized that I never really processed my breakup. I was with someone for four and a half years and it was a really serious relationship. I mean, there were points in time where I was ready to marry that person and that's a huge, huge step and I realized through this downtime and through kind of my own self-work that I was in my head about a lot of the issues that I have when I really should have been digging deeper into my heart. So we're going to look at the chakra system today. We know that these energetic systems are really important because they allow us to connect the mental and the physical together. And that's really, really a baseline for how you can do your own inner work. So I'm going to go through all of them. I have a few notes on them and I have found these to be really great ways to check in. So if I notice something is off with me, I can just say, oh, well, that's because I'm in this chakra system and this is out of balance. So we're going to start with the root. The chakra systems are obviously very in depth, so we could go for hours, but we're going to keep it brief and we're going to focus on two different ones today. But first, let's go through all of them together. So we have our root chakra. This is at the base of the spine. And this is the foundation that we build life on. So this allows us to feel safe. It allows us to feel secure. It allows us to feel stable. Um, And this is like that feeling of coming home and just feeling grounded. And I think that if you immediately, if you constantly feel out of whack or like overwhelmed, this is one to really tap into. So when this is imbalanced, you might feel scattered energy, anxiety, or fear. So that's the root. That's a really good one to check in with if you're recently moving into a new place or you're going on vacation or you're changing your routine up. Even with the quarantine, that's a big one because we're changing what our foundation is for life on a daily basis. The sacral chakra is below the navel. And this is responsible for creative and sexual energy. And this is important because, you know, we are made to create things on this planet. We're not just made to sit here and consume and consume and consume and consume, right? So with our sacral chakra, this is just a way to like tap in, be creative and be in charge of our sexual energy. And we're going to get a little bit into that with Issa later. Um, When we feel imbalanced, we feel that our creativity is repressed. We're having dysfunction in our sexuality. We're withholding intimacy and we're feeling emotionally isolated. 
I know that that might be one that you can relate to right now, especially because we're not interacting as much. Then we have the solar plexus. So this is right below the chest. This is in charge of self-esteem, pleasure, willpower, and personal responsibility. When we feel imbalanced, we typically feel that low self-esteem. We want to be very controlling. I know sometimes when my solar plexus is off, I want to control all the environments around me when really there is nothing I can control other than myself. Um, Manipulation and misuse of power. Now, that's a big one as you start to get into your career, as you start to move a little bit higher within the hierarchy of whatever your job is or whatever your job title is. How can we stay in a humble place of power? like a humble place of leadership as opposed to misusing power. Um, But yeah. Okay, so now we're going to get into the heart and we're going to have a little bit of an open conversation. So the heart is at the center of the chest and this is what governs love, self-love, relationships. When we feel imbalanced, we feel depression, difficulty in relationships, and lack of discipline. So Issa, why don't you tell us, even though this is the one I want to talk about too, Tell us a little bit about, like, what you feel is going on in your heart chakra. Honestly, I haven't really thought about my heart chakra until you told me that you did that awesome meditation and you were like, I have completely changed the way I view all of my thoughts because it comes from my heart rather than, like, from my mind. Um, I feel like something that you were, that you missed out when you were describing the heart chakra is trust. That word trust is super, I don't know, this is what Lindsay was saying in the Almost 30 podcast, like profound, like that, that's, trust is like, if you don't trust yourself, how are you supposed to let anybody in? And if you're not letting anybody in, then you have a closed heart. So that's so true. Yeah. So I don't know. Trust is super important. I feel like that correlates a lot with the heart chakra and trusting yourself to be able to open up to others and to accept new things, whether it's relationships or even um, experiences, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, well, we did that meditation this morning and we were tapping into that heart chakra. I definitely felt like my communication instantly. I, I you know, I texted a really good friend of mine and I was like, you know what, I'm, I actually want to spend the day to myself I want to do some healing like love you but I'm going to do me today rather than hanging out and he totally was fine with that you know so it's about creating boundaries and communicating to be able to build healthier relationships so yeah I mean I think the heart chakra is basically if you can tap into that heart chakra and open Mm -hmm. up that heart chakra then I feel like it'll be easier to tap into these other you know chakras I agree. Um, How would you say that you have learned to trust yourself in your life? And like, because I always see you as this person that you're so like open and loving and giving. And that's like such a thing that I really love about you. Whereas sometimes I feel that I'm not as much that way and I'm working on being more like that and you've helped me a lot. So like, how do you stay open and how do you trust yourself with what's going on just like in your actual heart in your mind too I mean honestly it takes a lot of time because I'm nowhere where I want to be but I visualize myself at such a state of peace Mm. that it gives me so much hope to keep working because I see like that light at the end of the tunnel and it's not like I'm going I'm not like in a depressive state or anything like that but I do dig myself in a hole sometimes Mm -hmm. um but I'm still learning to trust myself and I and I think how do I phrase this I think that learning to trust myself has a lot of I have to let go of a lot of the things that I labeled myself as. For example, going back to, you know, ha- struggling with food in my body my entire life, being told that I had a uh, binge eating disorder, mm-hmm. gaining so much weight, fluctuating. Like, I thought that that defined me. Right. So it created such a lack of trust within myself that it, it, enabled, it, it disabled me to do anything. Like, I wasn't right. able to live my life at the highest 
at my highest self and to have the highest potential doing anything because I did not trust myself. And it all went back to thinking that I had this disorder, that this disorder Mm. literally defined me, that I wasn't able to travel because I was going to gain weight. I wasn't going to be able to control my food. And therefore, I wasn't able to experience all these amazing things. And like you've taught me a lot with all these spontaneous trips. I was never spontaneous because I was always so afraid. And that first spontaneous trip when we took, went to Colorado, I think it was in September, I think we went. Yeah. That was my first, like, yeah, I'm going to book a ticket and I'm going to go with you to Colorado. And also that breaking up with my ex, I had a lot. I felt liberated. I think, I think also ending my relationship allowed me to trust myself more because I was on my own. But I think definitely what allowed me to trust myself more is letting go of these labels I had for myself Mm. and letting go also of pleasing others and focusing on what I want and still working progress you know what I mean like of course you're afraid of afraid of hurting others but at the end of the day it's what you want to do yeah I really like what you said about like letting go of labels and this is something I personally identify with a lot because I feel that I have so many interests, so many passions, so many ways to love, so many ways to give, so many ways to receive, but it's almost like society kind of wants to put you in a box and it's kind of like I feel that my parents, especially my dad, like kind of wanted to put me in this box of okay well you like doing you like to speak Spanish like he would literally say okay go sell um, Tupperware to Spanish people Spanish speaking people and I'm like dad like that's not all there is to me and so I think like in our society it's so easy to put people in these boxes we need to figure out how can we break through those labels that people are trying to place on us you're disordered you're depressed you have anxiety you're not good enough how can we break through all of those actual labels to be these undefined quantumly amazing human beings that we actually are and that's something that I think is so cool about having a friendship with someone who is genuinely wanting to be a better person and better themselves with you or even being in a relationship is I don't ever feel like I have to be labeled or defined as one thing. I mean, a perfect example is what we did yesterday. Like we woke up at 6 a.m. We biked down the coast of Florida for the sunrise. Then we went for a run. Then we went and lifted weights on the beach like with this beautiful... We were thriving. Yeah, we were thriving. Beautiful backdrop. Then we... um, uh, what did we do after that? We went and showered and like put on cute outfits and went to brunch. And then we, (laughs) we were like, okay, let's go, uh, longboarding and listen to Nicki Minaj and then go lay on the beach. And then we were building sandcastles and then we were like frolicking around. I mean, I was buried in the sand at at a point. (laughs) Like we were one with nature, one with the universe at that moment. At that moment. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, I think that's a really poignant piece. Like, we don't have to have all these labels on ourselves and we have to trust that that's okay. Yeah. You know, because I remember too with my career, I always used to be so like uptight and freaking out because everyone else was working in these office jobs. Everyone else was doing this, doing this. And they were doing the thing that followed the path that followed the reason of why they were doing it. And I was all over the place. And I was like, well, why am I all over the place when everyone else has this straight path? And then now I'm realizing that that's kind of what makes me who I am. Yeah. And I have to trust that that's okay. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something about breaking labels. And you're like, if we break the labels, then we'll have this awareness and then we can live our highest self. Yeah. But I think for most people, and I can you, we, we can both relate to it, is how do we create that awareness to be able to break those labels um and tear down those labels and I think that's a lot of you know a lot of people struggle with that simply because they don't they think that that's who they are I'm depressed yeah I'm sad um I have this eating disorder I'm just gonna live with it because that's how I used to think is like I have this disorder and I'm gonna have to deal with it for the rest of my life where at the end of the day like no that's Like, now I'm realizing it because I have that awareness and I'm trying to pinpoint exactly what created that awareness and I think it's starting to 
you know, elevate myself, elevate my vibration, elevate the people who I hang out with and, you know, letting go of people. But how, what's a, what's a good first step for people to be able to, you know, when they, you obviously have to have that initial thought, like, okay, Mm -hmm. I want to heal. I want to feel better. So what's that first step that people can do? What do you recommend? I think that's a great question. I personally think it's allowing yourself to sit with not the first thought, but the thought after. Yeah. You know, so like with me, if I have invasive thoughts, like I I did a podcast on this a few months ago about I did struggle with depression last year and um, having a level of awareness to sit outside of it and to also know, I think a big really positive mantra for me breaking out of any label that people would put on me or that I would put on myself was I can heal from within and that is the for me has been the truest greatest source of my own power because I realized that no pill no um therapy session I mean those are beneficial things if needed but nothing external is going to fix what is internal Mm -hmm. And it goes back to death being defined. I think the external is reflective of what's on the inside. Yes. Rather than the other way around. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And that's why you like you always mention how your environment can like make yeah. such a big difference. And I think that's a big one too because you have to look at if you're struggling with an eating disorder or you're struggling with anxiety or you're struggling with relationships or even just the simple ability to trust yourself and trust that what you're doing is okay can you look around at your environment and say that yes I'm doing the best that I can so maybe that's a good first step for people is figuring out like what are the thoughts right after that invasive thought or intrusive like uncomfortable feeling and then what does everything look like around you Yeah, and you've helped me a lot with that too, actually, is sitting with the feeling. And I never knew exactly what you meant Mm. because I always fought against it. And that's another thing. You always told me, just don't fight it. Don't fight the feeling. It's not supposed to be a fight because I would always call it this battle in my head. Yes. Whether to binge, not to binge, whatever it is. It's like I always said it was a battle. So that's also another label. Like I'm battling all the time and I have fighting this, fighting this fight in my head constantly when at the end of the day I should just make friends with my ego, kind yes. of put it in the past in the back seat and I can be the driver and just kind of be friends with it but like let it do its thing. But I keep driving the car. Um yeah. But yeah, sitting with the feeling has definitely helped me. And that creates even more awareness as to what other thoughts you're thinking. And then that creates more awareness. Yeah. So I think that's actually a pretty good first step. I agree. Um, Yeah, and just like when I'm thinking about my own heart and the struggles that I've been through in the past few years kind of going back to what I mentioned before. I mean, I was in a long-term relationship and we when we broke up, I was really excited because I was just over it and, you know, wanted my freedom, 23 years old, 24 years old. And I was looking at my journals last night and Issa and I spoke about this earlier, but I wanted to share with you, like, I never wrote about it. I never wrote about what it felt like to be out of that relationship. I never really processed that breakup of that time in my life like I never was able to really close that chapter because I was so ready to move on to the next one and I wasn't ready at that time but like I was talking about it earlier as well and I mean I always write everything I've had journals like I'm looking over at my bookcase right now I have four or five journals sitting there from the past five years of my life and for me not to write about something means that like something was blocked there and so that's the biggest thing that I've realized and why I really want to talk about this when we broke up I only cried one time and the only time that I cried was like the night we decided that we were going to break up and he just like held me in his arms and I just cried and I was really sad 
And then after that, it was like, okay, time to put on like the tough girl, the tough girl armor and time to step into myself and time to be strong and be confident and be the woman that I always wanted to be. And I never realized that so much of the healing that I am doing now and like need to continue doing is like allowing myself to be vulnerable and it sounds so cliche but it's honestly for me like as a personal trainer and a coach and a person who does like speaking and teaching classes and motivating people it's one of the hardest things for me to do and I just really want to encourage anyone who is going through something to be around people that allow you to have the space to feel what you need to feel. And Issa has always been really good about that. And we just kind of talked about how how important that is. And I don't know, you always say, like, it's so good to cry. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Fortunately, I have always been a crier. <laughs> like, it's not anything that I had to break through. My mom is also a crier and I actually, you know, I wrote some, yeah. And like, um, I have just always been willing to cry and I actually cry in the shower a lot and you know, I cry a lot (laughs) and I, I love it. I, it's very, it's something that's very personal for me. And I, and I even told you the other day, uh, I had an experience that happened to me on Saturday night, you know, validation with some guy, whatever, I got stood up. But, you know, the reason why I don't like to talk about things whenever I'm hurting in that particular moment is because I get an urge to cry. And sometimes crying for me, it's crying is personal. Like it's it's very very personal. personal and it's, you're at your most vulnerable state. I know. So that's why when you're always like, release your, your throat chakra, talk about it, talk about it. And I'm like, Sometimes I need that, like, I got, we got back to the Airbnb and I was like, I'm going to shower. And I showered and I, you know, cried for like five minutes, got back into bed and... I didn't know you cried. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, that was like my moment. I needed to like do that and like we're, we're together a lot. So like, sometimes it's easier for me not to talk about it in that moment because crying is such a personal thing. It is. Even though it's... I feel comfortable crying in front of you, and I have cried in front of yeah. you. Um, but, yeah, so it's allowing yourself to cry and telling yourself it's okay to cry. Yes. Because crying is actually releasing and letting go, and you feel so much better after. So I I always talk highly about crying. I mean, if you're crying <laughs> every day, like then that's a different story. But sure. if something's bothering you, and like my initial like reaction to things is to cry um when I feel hurt by somebody like even um you know our coach Boris whenever he says something to me that I take personally initial reaction is to just cry cry. and like it's to anything whenever I feel hurt or more hurt than anything I just I want to cry um so I definitely and and it allows me to let go and it also allows me to reflect so okay. I I think crying helps me, you know. I'm not sitting there crying every day. No. That's when maybe yeah. you should seek help, but definitely like if I think it allows you to be more vulnerable. And since you're always trying to be the tough girl, yeah, and everyone sees you as this tough girl, I think you'll be able to connect with yourself and have other people connect with you even ten times more if you allow yourself to cry yeah because I think that'll be breaking that like that label that you have for yourself and to to wear my heart on my sleeve more um and we've spoken about this in regards to motivation and coaching and I want to talk about Aubrey who's been on the podcast before Aubrey Bailey she's a soul cycle instructor and also my idol (laughs) but like something that I always I mean I admire her for a lot of reasons but something that i I always find so inspirational about her and just thinking about it gives me goosebumps when she's on that freaking podium is like she is just wearing her heart on her sleeve like the things that she say says just hit me right in the heart and that's really powerful and being able to like have that level of vulnerability while being so tough 
that is like really being in your power and think about how big of a following she has you know what i mean so like you're you are already you're already so successful that i think that breaking this label and this boundary for yourself like Mm -hmm. personally healing that part of you and allowing yourself to let go of all this all everything that happened with your ex and whatnot um i think it's gonna create even 10 times more success with relationships not necessarily like oh like you'll make more money anything like that or your career but like it'll allow you to create more in-depth relationships that's going to like have your career blossom yes and i think it's challenging because the cool thing i love about when aubrey does her motivational speaking is like she'll say it in the first person but the way that it feels is that you're saying it to yourself in the first person like she was like one of the last classes she taught before the quarantine she said you know what if I would have married him what if I would have married him like stuff like that where you're like oh my god and then you start to think and that's what really got me thinking about my past relationship because I kind of buried it for so long um and then other things she said like another example would be like you know she's like I'm not gonna keep looking for happiness externally I'm gonna get up and find it myself stuff like that and I think it's having that vulnerability to say what you're going through or what you have been through to let someone else know that you've been through it too I think it makes you stronger yeah I I mean I I completely agree and I think that's these are the ways in which we start to open our bodies our hearts and our minds and I mean this is real stuff we're talking about here this isn't just a bunch of hippie bullshit no, it's not. Like, like this is and these I get, are real and things upset, in my life. Yeah, and it upsets me when people are like, I'm not don't talk to me if you're into horoscopes and all that crap. And it's like, like I'm a Pisces, let me live. Yeah, like I mean, it really defines it really allows me to dig deeper into who I am. And so if that's who you don't want to talk to you, then fine, so be it. Like I'm a Libra and I'm opening up my heart chakra. Like let me live. Yeah. If that's gonna help me tap into my trauma and allow me to heal, then I'm going to keep going along this route. And it's definitely learning more about myself and all this chakra and all of this, all of these things that you've allowed me to tap into more too, because you're so ed- like you're really you're always learning about it. Yes. Um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying like learning about all these different things. I mean, it allows you to, I mean, yeah, these are real things that we're going through. That's what I was going to say is that it's allowed me to be more spiritual. Yes. And really trusting my higher power, which for me personally is the universe. And like, Mm -hmm. I got the chills talking about it today during our during our run because I was like this is the first time where I actually I feel trust in this Mm. higher power which I I always felt so uncomfortable with as a as a kid because like because they just institutionalized religion to like the ultimate extreme in our country yeah sure and also my dad you know he grew up Jewish and my mom grew up Catholic so and they're both not religious at all so and growing up you know having these two religions and not knowing which one I am and school you know Christmas and Hanukkah and like you know all these different religions and never going to church and then sometimes going to temple it was like I was confused I didn't know what to believe and so now finally having that higher power it allows me to trust that I'm on the right path that these things are not you know happening to me for no reason I feel like there's a purpose to absolutely everything and even for other people I'm like when some when somebody tells me like their personal issue or problem that they're having I'm like I really wonder why that's happening to you there has to be a reason there's always there's always Always. a reason and I feel like but the more you trust the higher power whatever it may be yes like the more trust you have that with yourself because you're like I'm not just going through this for no reason. Like, there has to be a reason, and I'm going to work through it. Because it's that light at the end of the tunnel that I was talking about um, earlier. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, too, I mean... I just realized it says there's a light that never never goes out. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I just printed um, another letting go process in the quarantine. I, Issa was like, you need to get rid of the painting that you bought for your ex. Um, and then he made me like a copy of it. So anyways, I got rid of that. <laughs> it's personal, nice. but it's personal on the pod. And because we're going deeper together. But yeah, so I got rid of all of the old pictures and I just got a new one. And I always put up motivational quotes. And this one says there is a light that never goes out and damn is that the truth and yeah I think ultimately like with me moving forward in relationships and moving forward with my heart is like I have to trust that there is someone there for me and there is that person but that almost feels so much further off than like what I know I can focus on now which is opening my heart, healing, trusting, loving, all those people around me, having compassion for myself. Um, So yeah, it's amazing. Really great insight, Issa. Let's get into the throat. And I just want to talk a little bit backstory on my throat issue I was having last year. I had like a sore throat for like three months. Like it was the weirdest thing and it was actually caused by burnout. So what I would advise to you if you do a lot of like motivational coaching or speaking, there are certain vocal inflections that you have to use for extended periods of time and it can be a little bit exhausting. I was personally doing that for 10 hours a day, six days a week and wondering why I couldn't talk. I remember it was bad. Um, and ultimately it it just started to kind of go away. And what I realized is first of all, I was overworking myself and talking too much because I had to talk through these hour long sessions with clients, um, and coach them. But, but what imbalance that is showing me, if we look at the throat chakra, it's at the center of the neck and this is our ability to speak and communicate clearly right? That's the key word. When we are not able to do that, we experience shyness, we are withdrawn, arrogant, and confused. So um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I had to pull back a lot. I, I had to stop speaking so much during my sessions, which was really hard, but it allowed me to like, now I communicate. I don't talk as much during my sessions as I used to. Um, and I was not speaking my truth because I was overexerting myself to an extreme that I could not maintain. So that's kind of been my experience with it. And ever since that experience, I have been very, you notice, I'll be like, okay, throat chakra, um, this, 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 and this. Or I feel that we need to set a boundary with this. Or I really want to communicate about this because I had such a intense experience with it that I had to make a shift. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of where you're at with your throat chakra? Yeah, I mean, you've helped me tap into my throat chakra a lot since we've been friends and it goes back to me wanting to please other people. Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah, so pleasing other people and not giving yourself exactly what you need or want, to me, kind of feels like you're closing up that throat chakra because you're not communicating Mm. what you want. Um, And that was always a big issue for me is pleasing others and, you know, allowing myself to say no when I want to. Big one. Yes. And that was my problem is I was taking on so many clients that I wasn't saying no. And now I'm actually at a point where I will tell clients, uh, I can't train you. I can't work with you. I really can only work with people that are super serious about what they're trying to change in their life. Um, And that comes from the ability to say no. And when I look back, I say, oh my gosh, I was training people that really didn't even want to change their lives or change their fitness at all. Yeah. And it's setting boundaries for yourself. And you know what? Like if people, you can't control how people react. And at the end of the day, like you have to do what's best for you. And saying no has allowed me, and I'm still working on it. Like, especially, you know, with men and guys like it's wow. hard to say no we could talk about that for about four hours four hours me. you can continue to talk about like getting validation from men and saying no because you're worth more or you deserve more you, you don't want to hang out with them for example but you're afraid to upset them or that they're never going to talk to you again yep. that's a big thing for me um and that goes along the lines of my throat chakra with men in general i've actually been really tapping into that especially these 
this past weekend and these last couple weeks, I've really been noticing how much better I've been communicating with men and reading this book, Men Love, um, Men Love Bitches, that completely changed my entire perspective on, on relationships and on men in general. And it's allowed me to really tap into, um, what I want and what I deserve. And that also comes from self, you know, confidence and self-love and everything along those lines. But really knowing that you deserve the absolute most and saying no sometimes to men who don't provide that for you you know it's it it's only gonna benefit you because you need I don't want men who are going to do the least I agree um yeah saying no that's a powerful one in the throat area and that's a very easy easy tactile um implementable tool that anyone listening can do if something is not feeling good for you you can say no to it and I think that's hard because sometimes we sacrifice so instead of saying no we get the attention because we want the attention right if we're talking about in the vein of like relationships men or women male or female Mm -hmm. um just being open to what everyone identifies with especially being bisexual um but yeah and saying you know this is what I want this isn't what I want How can we say that in our relationships? How can we say that in our careers? And how can we say that in our environment too? The the people we're surrounding ourselves with or even the things on my wall. Like how did I not realize that by allowing myself to have these things up of my past that weren't necessarily positive, I wasn't allowing myself to communicate what I actually felt. So then I was blocked. Do you know what I mean? So now we're, we're back to square one in the heart. We haven't even been able to get back up to the throat. Yeah. So, um, no, I think saying no, um, if we're going to talk about, you know, men, because I've been learning a lot about men recently, but if we're going to go along the lines of saying no to men, I think there's this whole, there's a lot of shame women feel Mm -hmm. around this whole topic and, you know, sex and communicating during sex for me, like I always felt shameful almost afraid to communicate because I thought that they were going to get upset and never talk to me again or they were going to leave or get upset whatever the case may be which isn't true but that's why I think I was always afraid to say no and and um now that I look back I'm like that's so stupid but I like thinking about it I'm like there are thousands of other women who are experiencing this exact same thing And it's just kind of like, where do we go from there? Like, what do we do? Because this is, this can't keep happening. No, no, I agree. And now you're kind of making me realize that like in past relationships, I'm not going to get super specific, but there was no communication intimacy wise. No, there was just no talk of it. There was no talk of, okay, these are the you know we want to be intimate x number of days which I know that sounds kind of ridiculous but like what can we do to create something healthy right and I remember there was just no communication and now I'm like well why was that so freaking blocked yeah and now I see why yeah that's really powerful. Um, let's move on. So we have the third eye and we have the crown. I want to get into the third eye a little bit because I am really all about intuition and especially for any of my women listening and men too. This is a big one. We got to talk about that gut feeling, that inner feeling, that inner knowing. The third eye is at the center of the forehead and it represents intuition, foresight. So seeing things before they happen, the sooner you start to tap into this, the kind of like wilder your life is going to be because you're going to start to see things for what they are. Openness and imagination. Um, And when we're in balance, we feel lack of direction, lack of clarity. So things feel very scattered, kind of delusional. I will say, um, I read this quote the other day that wisdom lies not in seeing things, but seeing through things. And that's where the third eye can really come in. You see a situation for exactly what it is. This is something I've always had very strong for me. It's, I have to work on it a lot, like to continuously tap into it, but I've always been able to have that intuition and foresight, but I kind of want us to speak on 
examples where it's been important for us to follow our intuition and what other people can do to 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 understand when something is gut feeling right and gut feeling not not right so could you maybe give us Issa an example of like a time that you did follow your intuition and it even though even if it was challenging like what the outcome of that was yeah honestly I've been really tapping into my intuition recently and I've been I think I've established the feeling that I get as my intuition. I never Mm. thought that it was my intuition until I started to, you know, I started to always see you have these intuitions and these visions, Visions. whatever, whatever, like you're on a whole different like energy system than like all of us. But I realized that I could potentially get there too, because I've been having these feelings and like random, not visions, I would call them, but yeah, like I've told you, like I I get these feelings. Yes. Where I there are these gut feelings that especially I've been getting them about you, about what I see you doing and for example, she's manifesting my boyfriend. Yeah, well like I can see him. It's weird, but something recently that happened is I actually deleted my social media and I had and I was just like this is what I have to do and honestly yes. I felt great not being on social media and still you know it's been like four days since i've it doesn't sound like that long but it's insane how much of a habit it is it's crazy and it makes me not want to download it anymore because of how much of a habit it is but something recently that my intuition an example would be like when you said you wanted to delete it and you you're like it, it inspires me to delete social media like it's so you know, you make it look so easy. Like, that's so good for you. Like, I want to delete it. And I and I think you deleted it for, like, a minute. And yeah. I was like, Blaze, no. No, don't delete it. Like, you, you're thriving on social media. And that's how, you know, she you want to make it to the top and whatever. You have this whole career plan. And we talk about that for you. But I was like, social media is going to help you get there because you use it as a way to inspire. And your daily vlogs are what keep people going yes whereas me on the other hand it's it's different for me but I told you I I had this feeling where I was like no you know I think a lot of people should delete social media but for you personally I had this feeling that you gotta keep going on it because that's how you're gonna create your following so that's my that was my last like recent big intuition that I have and I told you too I was like I you gotta get back on social media because it's just it's how you really help people and it's a platform for you. Yes, it is. And for me, it's a way to kind of make my voice heard and also let people know that I'm right there going through it with them, whatever it may be. So if you're not on the wholehearted glow train, you should definitely get on it. It's fun. We have a good time on there and it's my, my number one platform that I'm on. So anyways, I would say, I mean, for me, my intuition is typically so so strong I'm trying to think of a an example kind of most recent I (laughs) yeah well I mean there was the whole Ironman thing so we signed up for an Ironman in Brazil on April 26 2020 but it got canceled and I remember right after we signed up this was in September Issa and I went to SoulCycle and we were biking next to each other and I had this vision of us crossing the finish line of the Ironman together And I remember thinking, and I told you about it. I think I told you while we were on the bikes, but obviously it was like super (laughs) loud and you couldn't hear anything. But then I remember thinking, well, like I, I know that this is what my intuition is telling me, but it doesn't make any sense because we're going to be in Brazil and there's going to be thousands of people in this competition. We're not basically going to see each other. No, because when you're doing triathlon, you know, one person, like we could start together, but it's a whole journey you're on for the whole like six, seven, eight hours that you're out there. So anyways, um, and then all of these crazy things happened and the quarantine happened. Our race got canceled and we ended up doing a self-created Ironman course and we crossed the finish line together because we were the only There was no finish line. There was no finish line. (laughs) We literally were there together and like the biking specifically, like we both, she finished, we finished within five minutes of each other. And it just goes to show that sometimes like you can have the intuition without the hindsight. So that's foresight, right? Which is what we talk about when we talk about the third eye. So I would say if 
you're looking to tap into these things, look for that automatic no or that automatic yes, not coming from your head, but coming from your gut. And that's going to bring you and elevate you into more of that third eye space. Um, The last one is the crown chakra. And we'll kind of finish up with this one. It's at the top of the head. And this is our higher consciousness and connection to the divine. So whatever that could be for you, whatever religion, whatever thing you identify with, I, I don't feel that we need to label that in order for it to be valid and in order for it to be pertinent. So this is, um, sacred, um, being mindful and being connected. When we're in balance, we feel cynicism, disregarding of anything that's sacred. That's a big one. I have a theory on like animals with that. I think animals are very like much a sacred connection to divine because they're so in tune with unconditional love. And they're like one with nature. Yes. Um, closed mindedness. That's a big one. So I want to talk about disregarding what is sacred and then maybe you can tell us about like what what things you've experienced within the crown chakra. Um, I went to Thailand and wore like booty shorts and a t-shirt crop top to a temple. That was really like not cool of me to do and that was because of my own ignorance and I didn't know what the protocol was on that because I hadn't done my research. But... I think that that's a simple, like, lack of awareness that having the hindsight to look back on, I should have been covered up and I should have done my research because the person that I was with, Maggie, like, she was covered up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's important. So what about you? Like, where do you feel like you tap into, like, the crown chakra or things you would want to work on or... Um, I think it goes back to like my spirituality too. And I remember feeling this a couple years ago as though I am a beam of light almost. And I feel as if I'm a beam of light, then everyone around me is this beam of light. Mm. And we're all so connected to each other. I mean, like even in, you know a bunch of you know religion it's like we're all a child of god or whatever mm-hmm. and i i feel maybe not that particular sentence means a lot to me but it all goes back to we are all in this together yes and connected in that way for me makes me more spiritual seeing everybody else as this being of light and it goes back to there's a light that never goes out it's always that light you know and for me that light Okay. So fried, burning deep inside. That was amazing. Oh, thank you. The the light goes back to the universe. Yes. You know, and the galaxies and the stars. And I feel like we are created in that way. So for me, like if I see myself as this beam of light and it comes from that crown chakra and Mm -hmm. it's just a coincidence that the crown is gold. Mm. So everyone else is correct. Connected in this beam of light that comes from their crown chakra comes from above Mm -hmm. then it's like why are we also disconnected disconnected (laughs) and like dwelling on such little things yes that there's something so much greater there's something so much greater but it's so inexplainable and I think that's another big thing I've noticed in having time and space to see and feel and explore is like it's like yesterday being under the ocean I could hear the seashells in the water as the waves were crashing against them and it was like little things like that I was shook at seeing all those I was a child and I think it's also tapping into your inner child during this quarantine time that's really allowed me to feel myself yes um I feel like Blaze and I talk about it all the time I feel like I'm a 12 year old girl <laughs> journaling and climbing tre- we climbed a tree yesterday and I I was collecting seashells on the beach building like, sand castles building sand castles and just like laying on my longboard and staring at the clouds like sometimes we get so disconnected yes. because of work because of our relationships because of 
you know, or issues with food, for example, when at the end of the day, there's so much more Mm -hmm. to all of that. And it's realizing, and I think it's really important to get in tune with nature and to get outside um, to be able to experience that crown chakra. Um, I think that's a big one. I think to be able to really experience that crown chakra, to me at least, like that's what my body's telling me right now is really being with nature because that's going to allow me to feel more connected with myself and with others. Um, So acting like your inner child and going outside and actually playing and we were listening to the shaman, shaman Derek saying that and you were telling me about it the other day is just playing I think allows you to connect yes. more. And I was kind of a hard ass for so long in my life that I like didn't play. And now that I've circled back within it, it feels really good and it makes me feel more connected to the world around me. And if we want to get really freaking into it, there's this whole idea about how babies like their heads, like that's like, you know how a baby's head is like the most sacred thing. Yes. It's like the closest to God that you're going to get because they're coming fresh out of the womb. Yeah. But it's interesting. Babies and children are known to play. Exactly. And so it's interesting how we just went on this topic and it's all connected. Like playing and having that inner child. I I honestly... It's just a coincidence that I just connected the two to the crown chakra. But yet it's at the top of our technically like chakra system of evolution and involvement and true self-love so it's almost like we have to start at like the root of all of our issues to get back to the beginning of who we were yeah i mean think about it life fucked us up babies and children are so innocent they don't know they don't have ish they're not into reality yet so they're not able to form all these they're they're born innocent with no they don't have a base you know of all of these negative thoughts and people around them telling them what they're not supposed to do or like what they're supposed to believe whatever they're basically this beam of light from the universe that came out of their mother's womb to transform into whatever they want to transform to but society tells us you're this you're that you're this you're that that we kind of forget that and lose it along the way yeah wow well i really loved our talk today it ended up being longer than i expected in the best way possible so i hope that you enjoyed and just know that these are things that i wanted to share because We're right here with you going through it. And if you like the podcast, please just rate, review, and subscribe. And come hang out with me on Instagram at Wholehearted Glow. I'm always blogging. And I love you so much. Thank you for coming. And Issa, thank you for being here. Yeah, this is fun. I love talking. (laughs) We had a great time. We'll see you next time. And thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Wholehearted Glow podcast today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to write a review. I would love, 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 love to hear from you. And if you would like to connect on Instagram, I am at wholehearted underscore glow. Lots of daily shenanigans going on there, but also like real life stuff, coaching stuff, fitness stuff. So anything you need, that is the place to contact me directly. And I will speak with you soon. Bye.